This episode was published on Wednesday, December 2, 2020. In today's edition, I throw my hands up in the air over the disparity of work. Welcome to Curation. A broken model. If there's one thing a global pandemic does well, it's revealing what's broken. The medical system, the media, democracy, take your pick. Another casualty of the lockdowns. Office work. We intuitively knew it was broken, but we now have hard evidence that a better model for work exists. For some. In a previous article, I threw my hands up in the air about the growing disparity in wealth. The chasm between classes has widened to a point where only a miraculous intervention, like winning the lottery, makes it possible to level up. These gaps exist in wealth. Education. Health. Exposure to crime. Life expectancy. Unfortunately, The post-pandemic world has begun to shine a spotlight on another sleeping giant of disparity. Work. Why now? Chris Hurd is a popular remote work pundit who advocates for a complete revolution in the way we work. His research suggests that people do not intend to return to regular office work, post-pandemic, and that many large companies have already begun to massively downsize office space. Yes, Chris runs a business that sets up remote teams to effectively work from home, But before you dismiss his biased opinion, you should hear from others who have a deep understanding of the pandemic and its effect on business. When asked about the future of work travel and working in offices, Bill Gates confirmed the consensus that things will never be the same. Well, my prediction would be that uh, over 50% of business travel and over uh, 30% of days in the office uh, will go away. A lot of people think this is great news. Who wants a two-hour commute to the office, when you could be having breakfast with the kids, time for a workout, and a relaxed start to the day instead? Who doesn't want the flexibility of remote work? Companies have found that remote workers are more productive, and way less expensive than in-office workers. And many remote workers have already felt the lifestyle benefits of flexible work, set your own schedule, more time with friends and family, more free time, and more opportunity for healthy pursuits. Chris's tweet sums up the sentiment, stop living round work. Start working round life. Pandemic-induced change. Interestingly, e-commerce has seen more growth during the pandemic than it did over the last 5 to 10 years, depending on whose figures you believe. So, more people are shopping from home, but doesn't that mean more people have to work to pick, pack and deliver those goods? Yes, it does. Amazon has gone on a hiring spree. The company added 427,300 employees between January and October, pushing its workforce to more than 1.2 million people globally. Amazon is not alone, but its growth is a useful lead indicator of a shifting workforce. A disproportionate percentage of casual, part-time and full-time workers are joining the ranks of Amazon and other consolidating monopolies every day. Meanwhile, the median income for an Amazon warehouse worker is $32,292. That figure takes on more importance when you consider the current context. This is Professor Scott Galloway. Years of change in a matter of months. Is that good or bad news, Professor? Uh, Michael, I think the answer is yes. You referenced Amazon. It depends on which side of the coin you're on. If you're in e-commerce, where we've seen loosely it's taken us 20 years to get to 18% of all retail 
Uh, and then in eight weeks, we went to 28%. We had a decade of growth and just a uh, decade of acceleration in just eight weeks. If you're an online grocery, we've seen six years of acceleration. Working from home has left a decade in just two weeks. But at the same time, if you make less than $40,000, 40 percent um, of those people have had job interruptions and only 10 percent can work from home. So we've seen acceleration of both income inequality, where some dysfunctional features in our economy have got, become dystopian. But if you're on the right side of this in remote work and anything around e-commerce, it's never been a better time. So this is a K-shaped recovery, the best of times, the worst of times, depending on uh, if you were headed up, now you're going like this, headed down, now you're headed like this. Only 10% of workers earning under $40,000 per annum can choose to work from home. Unsurprisingly, there's a direct correlation between being unable to choose where your work takes place and being exposed to a dangerous pandemic. In these statistics, from the U.S. Department of Labor, you can see a broad spread of skills amongst those that must attend a workplace. It's also apparent that low-income workers are distinctly overrepresented. Why would anyone not choose to work from home? That's a misleading question. Many people simply don't have a choice. And most of them are low-income workers. So what? Pocket's annual Best of the Year list was released today. Amongst their selections for life in 2020 was an article from National Geographic about Zoom fatigue. Zoom fatigue is taxing the brain. Here's why that happens. Video calls seemed an elegant solution to remote work, but they wear on the psyche in complicated ways. It's an article worth scanning, and the effects of a 40-hour week, on Zoom, seem real. But, which would you prefer? An elevated risk of dying from COVID-19, or Zoom fatigue? I'm as enthusiastic as Chris heard about remote working. But we should be cognizant that most people don't choose to earn less than $40,000. And they don't have a choice about where they perform their work. This is another 8-hour day moment. We're at an inflection point where those of us able to choose remote work will have access to a higher standard of living. We need to stand with those who have no choice, and those who choose to provide essential services. It would be a mistake to divide ourselves into lifestyle factions. The last thing we need is another split in an already fractured society. That's it for today's podcast. If you'd like to see more of what I'm exploring, sign up to my free newsletter. Just go to curation.substack.com. And if you come across something you think I'd like, please email me to let me know why it's worth checking out. Articles, lectures, podcasts, books, exhibitions whatever. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.